Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Our God is worthy to be praised, to be adored, and magnified. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, and we are glad in it. Come on, let's put our hands together, and let's give God the praise. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving of my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing. And he has made us glad. God, we thank you again for the opportunity, oh God, to be in your house one more time. Oh God, we bless you, oh God, for being our God, for being our Savior, oh God, for being everything that we need, for being everything, oh God, that we need and more, oh God. We bless you now, oh God, in this place, oh God, we've come to come together as a body of believers to magnify and glorify your name. Oh God, we love you, oh God. We love you and praise you for all that you have done, all that you're doing now, what you have in store for us, even in this service. Oh God, have your way in this place. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh amongst your people. Oh God, that makes preaching easy, ministering easy, oh God. Bless those who take part in this worship, oh God. We always love you and will forever love you because you first loved us. And that's why we give your name praise and we worship your name and we glorify you for being our God. Bless Pastor Davis, oh God, and strengthen him even as he leads us in this ministry. Bless Bishop Bryant as he'll give another word. Strengthen him now, oh God, and bless uh, as you bless us in the word, oh God. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Come on, let's give God glory and let's give him the honor. Let's give him praise. Everybody right here. Come on. The song simply says that the Lord is worthy of the praise. He's worthy. Somebody ought to say, Lord, you're worthy. And we give you the praise. Come on, say, Lord, you're worthy. And we give you the praise. Right here, quiet, let's sing it. Lord,
say from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. He is worthy. Who's worthy, church? Jesus is worthy. He's worthy. Let's do it together. Praise him. Praise him. We've come to praise him. Somebody call us name. We call the church. concerns in our prayer vessel and we pray for one another somebody might come to this altar for self for family for loved ones but nothing is too hard nothing is too difficult for the God whom we serve Reverend Cheryl McNeil I see you back there I want you to come as you're going to come and stand in the gap 
on behalf of all of these persons who are around this altar. Somebody needs a miracle, breakthrough, healing, strength. Somebody's in, in a dark place, but no matter how dark the place is, nothing is too dark for God. Somebody feels like they're in a desert place. Somebody feels like they're in a valley. But God can rescue us from wherever we are. And we come to this altar because somebody doesn't need to wait until a sermon is preached to give your life to Christ or join church. But you can come now. And after we finish this prayer, you can say, I'm not going to my seat until I go and get myself processed. I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want to be saved. I want to, be, I want to become a member of this church. You don't have to wait until later. You can get all that squared away now. And by the time the sermon's preached, you will be an old member. Amen. It can happen that fast. I asked a lady that one time at our church, Bishop Brian. I said, are you a new member or old member? She said, I'm an old member. I said, how long have you been a member here? She said, three months. But in three months, she said, I, I feel like I've been here forever. Rev. McNeil is going to come and standing in the gap, even in our cyber sanctuary, and covering us in prayer and every concern. Rev. McNeil. Eternal God, our Father, we humble ourselves right now before your throne of grace and mercy. We thank you so much, God, for this opportunity to come once again to kneel before you, Lord God, and lay our requests. But first, Lord God, we want to thank you. Thank you, Lord God, from the very bottom of our hearts, from the depth of our souls, that you have allowed us to wake up this morning and experience this beautiful new day. Lord, we thank you that we were able to make our way here to this sanctuary or to those who are in cyberspace, Lord God, to a place where they can join together and worship with us. Lord, we know that you are omnipresent, and so you are not just in this sanctuary, Lord, but you are in those homes and those places where if people cannot get here to this sanctuary, let your Holy Spirit just permeate each place, everywhere where you, everywhere that everyone is listening. God, we just thank you, Lord God, for being God all by yourself. And Father, we thank you because you have forgiven our sins. Father, if we've done anything that is not pleasing in your sight, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you remove it from us and cast it as far as the east is from the west. Lord, as we bring our petitions, we come, Lord God, knowing that you are the maker of every good and perfect thing. God, that it is you alone who can take care of all of our needs. We have no needs that heaven cannot fulfill. And so, Lord God, right now, we just ask in the name of Jesus that anyone in this place or anyone who has something on their heart and on their mind, Lord God, that is a concern, we ask that as they lay it before your throne, that you address it, Lord God, and you fix it, Lord God, as only you are capable of doing. God, we thank you that you are able to, to take care of those who are sick, Lord. We ask you to touch the hearts of those who are having ailments today or having disabilities that they need your help with, Lord God. We ask, God, that you be the doctor, be the lawyer, 
be the comforter that we know that you are. We ask, Lord God, that you just look over everyone within the sound of my voice. Lord God, and we ask that you just heal us from any of anything that would, would come against us. Lord, we ask for that you that you guard us and protect us against all of the animosity that is in this world today. Lord, we ask that you not let it touch us, Lord. Let us lift, be lifted up above it and help us, God, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and let the world see Jesus in each one of us. Help us, God, that we will be able to, to live our lives in such a manner that we will draw all men to you, Lord God. We ask now, God, for prayers over our children, Lord. They face a world that is difficult, that is full of trials and, and, and error. We ask, God, that you strengthen every one of them. Give them not just the faith, Lord God, but the courage to stand up and say no in situations that, that, are, are, not, that are harmful to them. Lord, we have drugs that are going rampant that are killing our children. And so we ask God right now in the name of Jesus that it just as just as it takes one to, to bring them down, Lord, it takes one to lift them up. Let them be friends to each other, Lord God, and to lift each other up, Lord God. Father, we ask right now that you take care of our seniors because they need you too, Lord. Hallelujah. They need you too. Take care of their needs, God. There are people out here, God, who are hungry. Lord God, as we face 2024, let each one of us be resolved with heavenly resolve to do what we can for each other and for our neighbors because everything that you have created, every living person is our brother, is our sister. And so God, right now in the name of Jesus, we just ask that as we, as we go through this service and we lift you up, let our minds be stayed on you, God. That when we leave this place, we will leave it better for having been here. Lord, help us that we will walk in the walk of the beautiful light so that people will see you, Lord God, and ask, what must I do to be saved? God, we pray for the salvation of this world, Lord, not just our communities. We pray for those people who don't know you. And we ask, God, that you open their eyes, Lord God, let them see the glory of your goodness. Help us, God, not just as a community or as a church, Lord. Help us as a world, God. We need a help from you. We ask these prayers, Lord God. We pray for this congregation. We pray for the word that will come forth today. Let it be nourishment for our bodies, for our souls, and for our spirits. Let us be the people of God that you would have us to be. Help us to lift you up in all that we do. And it is in Jesus' precious name that we pray these prayers. Amen. Amen. If there's anybody who wants to make that decision, wants to join church, give your life to Christ, come meet me at the altar. The others of us are returning to our seats, but if you want to make a wonderful step of faith, come on right now. Come on right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't give up, Don't on, give up God. on God. Thank you, Rep. McNeil. But she won't give up on you. Hey. He's able.
family and friends, and welcome to another wonderful service here at the park. My name is Tanja Palmer of the Connections Team, here to bring you this week's highlights from the Hill. Huh? The First Baptist Church of Highland Park's Divorce Care is a support group designed to minister to adults who are going through the pain of separation or divorce. We strive to help the hurting and to bring comfort and healing through the Word of God. We will virtually meet for 13 weeks on Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Visit our website for login information. Attention all ministry heads and treasurers. The 2024 Financial and Other Operating Procedure Workshop will be held virtually on Tuesday, January 16th at 7 o'clock p.m. and mandatory attendance is required. Members can also attend. The 2024 budget will be given after the meeting for those ministries in attendance. For more information or if you have questions, contact Trustee Emeritus Gary C. Clark or Trustee Chairman Randy Williams at 301-773-6655. Ladies, the Highland Park Women's Ministry will host a Level Up Vision Board party on Monday, January the 22nd at 7 o'clock p.m. via Zoom. Highland Park's Global Women's Ministry will kick off the new year writing the vision and making it plain. Purchase your board and journal locally. Also bring along magazines and newspapers for the vision board party. We're starting the new year with purpose, prayer, and perspective to level up our vision in 2024. See you then. First Baptist Church of Highland Park will be providing curbside groceries on Wednesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Starting January 24th, Curbside Groceries is a mobile grocery store bringing quality produce, meat, dairy, pantry items, and more to you. Cash, credit, debit, and EBT are acceptable payment options. Visit the website curbsidegroceries.org for more information. The First Baptist Church of Highland Park beginning of the year congregational conference will be hybrid so that everyone can participate Monday, January 29th at 7 o'clock p.m. for members only. You must register in advance to receive the confirmation email providing details about joining the meeting. No email? No problem. Call the church office at 301-773-6655. Deadline to register is Sunday, January 21st by 4 o'clock p.m. On Wednesday, January 31st at 6.45 p.m., First Baptist Church of Holland Park will hold its installation and consecration service for our church leaders. Uniformed attire is expected for all our servant leaders. This is an in-person worship, and we will be joined by Dr. George L. Parks, Jr., Senior Servant, Metropolitan Baptist Church. 
Well, that wraps up this week's Highlights from the Hill. I know it was a lot, but if you miss anything, don't worry. You can find all of that information and more on our website at www.fbhp.org or on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or X. This week's announcements are brought to you by the Connections Team. And just in case you forgot, it's not your average church bulletin. Have a wonderful and exciting week. Stretching for more in 24. <laughs> Bye. Praise God. Come on, let's give our Connections team a great hand. Again, I want to thank you for your strong support this week for our New Year's Revival. Again, it's still living in terms of our, on the social media pages, but what a powerful three nights we were able to share together. If we can't be fired up for 2024, something's wrong with us. Amen. But we're certainly grateful for each of you, the prayers that went forward and each message that was delivered this past week. Certainly all of them were indeed a blessing to all of us. And so we do indeed thank God for that. Again, we're getting ready. Our, our next our grocery and food distribution is going to be coming up. When, Reverend Taylor? Next Saturday, where we have our grocery and food distribution volunteers, we need your help. And so we'll be gathering again as we continue, even as we have in these last several years, being able to share our curbside groceries is going to be starting at the end of this month. And, uh, and again, we mentioned that there's various ways of payment. Because I don't want anybody to think curbside groceries is free. Amen. It, it, there is a cost, but we are trying to bring lower costs and bring groceries closer. And so since we have such a, that's right, give God a hand of praise. We have a strong worship worshiping community every Wednesday, and we're certainly grateful for that. And that's why we, we're starting it on Wednesdays. Because we have such a full group of persons who come for the power hour. And so we're, we're indeed blessed of God to have that. If you are a first-time guest here at Highland Park, you can only be a first-timer one time. And so if you walked in through our doors today for the very first time, would you stand? Anyone who's here for the first time, first-time guest, first time you've ever come, yes, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those who joined, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're near near any of the persons who just stood, you can go to your seats. If you, if any of those persons, please just make an extra effort. Let them know that we are happy, happy, to glad to have you worshiping with us. You can go back to your seat. And it doesn't have to be the last time. This could be the first time of many times that you come. And so certainly we're blessed of God. So good to see uh, Dr. Lillian and Dr. L Lynette Vaughn, who join us from Baltimore, Maryland. Many of you will remember the late Reverend Dr. A.C.D. Vaughn. This is his family, and we're just blessed of God that they have come 
And of course, they have a even extra reason to come uh, in the personage of Bishop John Bryant, who is such a such a key factor in so many lives. Uh, let me find out if you're celebrating an anniversary this weekend or this week and you are in worship. We want to salute and celebrate you. If that's the case, would you stand? Any, any anniversaries being celebrated during this season? And if not, uh, anniversary, and if you're in our virtual space, we say to you, happy anniversary. But how about a birthday? If your birthday was yesterday, but you're in worship today, please stand. If your birthday was yesterday, yes, happy birthday to you. Amen. Yesterday was a big day. And then if, if where's where, why, man, where you were, where you stood, that's right. We know your birthday was yesterday. And if your birthday is today and you're in worship, stand up. If that's the case, if today is your birthday, today. I should have known it. I should have known it. Give me that name. Give me that name. That's Sister Brown. Amen. God, happy birthday to you today. Amen. And then one of our, one of our members, uh, Sister, uh, Thelma Martin turns 100 today. If your birthday is this week and you're in worship, won't you stand? Anybody, your birthday, come on, I see him standing. I see him, I see him, I see him. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Uh, where, who else, somebody else was standing? Who? Up top. Way up top. A little, a little one up top. Reverend Alfieri, come on, we gotta, come on down here, baby. Come on down here. You celebrating your birthday. Come on, come on, come on. Mama, bring them on, bring, bring this little one on down. Amen. We got, we gotta salute this, this, this young cherub. To, um, you go with Reverend Barnett. Cause I don't think I brought my bag up here. You go, Rep. Barnett. Rep. Barnett, you got him. Amen. She's going to take care of special gifts. And there's another one up top, another little child. She's not that little, but come on. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you. We'll, we'll hook you, too. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. Amen. Amen. So y'all go with Rep. Barnett. Rep. Barnett's going to make sure... Reverend Barnett, you take him downstairs. Where's Donald Johnson? Don, where's, you know where that. And our trustees also, they have a bag too. Amen. They, so everybody, y'all all follow him. Amen. We, y'all, y'all follow him. Amen. We're gonna have, we're gonna gift all these youngsters. Amen. Number one, I'm happy that they're in worship. Hallelujah. Amen. So some other, he said some, he said some adults want to follow Reverend Barnett. <laughs> Amen. Last night we baptized 11. Amen. Our first baptism of 2024. And also, I'm also grateful for those who joined us at the special Martin Luther King service at the Turner Memorial AME Church in Hyattsville yesterday morning. And we had a wonderful time, and then we came back last night and baptized and had exciting worship. 
And all of that, of course, on this weekend that we see is so significant because it is the weekend, of course, that we pause and give God praise for the life, the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Amen. And as a part of our King weekend for, I don't even, I've stopped counting the years, but we have had as our special guest, uh, Bishop John Bryant. Amen. We're delighted to have him back with us again. And again, we thank God for that. There's, you can find him in the African American Museum. You can find him in the Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore. You can find him in the Reginald Lewis Museum in Baltimore. He's preached everywhere. And, and it's a wonderful thing that when I can find you in the museum and you're still alive. Amen. Amen. Now, and so we have the blessed privilege that this giant of a faith leader, that when history books are written about the great preachers, in that book will be Bishop John Richard Bryan. We're delighted. We're delighted. His, his legacy, he and his wife, Dr. Cecilia Bryan, and even, even their children, and a daughter who leads the a national psych, is a psychologist, psychologist of America, to hit the, uh, Dr. Tima Bryan, and then of course his son, Dr. Jamal Bryan, and who serves there at the New Birth Church in Atlanta. So we're delighted to have this giant to come and stand again. And again, he blessed us at 730. And he's back again. And we thank God. I think he just had a birthday. You just had a birthday, didn't you? And the, the significant was the one, is it coming up or you just passed it? He just passed his 80th birthday. Amen. And we thank God for Bishop Bryant. And I want you to stretch your hands in the direction of, of Bishop Bryant and repeat these words. God bless. God bless Bishop Bryant. And after uh, this wonderful choir has been able to sing. But before we're going to do that, it's offering time. Uh, yeah. Come on, ushers. We're going to give. And if you want to give a special gift to Bishop, you can do that even in our giving. As we're going to give as unto the Lord. And then not only will we give, but then we'll be prepared through song and to hear the gospel. If you want an envelope, just lift your hand. Hands are flying up, and of course, many are already starting out. We want all of our uh, disciples this year to give a 365 gift beyond the tide. Some have already accomplished that already. Others are going to give it in increments. It might start with 52, but that's a beginning. And we thank God for faith and faithfulness. We believe that the first tenth ought to go to God. And we give to God not grudgingly, but we give in an excited way. And we're grateful to give. And, we're, and again, we thank God. Anybody want an envelope? Our ushers are moving around this sanctuary now to make sure that no, no one will miss your blessing in terms of giving. And we thank God for that. We, this is a giving church. And whether it's the work we do in missions or evangelism or in youth and scholarships, 
you are sowing into good ground. And again, God bless you, Deacon Smith, because we're going to be celebrating the life of your dad later on this week. Amen. Deacon Thomas Smith as well, and he'll, he'll, he'll be sharing in that service on Thursday. And of course, we pray for the Overby family, as well as Bonnie Johnson's mother, who will funeralize on Tuesday. And, and we just lift up all the families that we deal with. But if you have your gift, your giving apparatus, we want you to lift it up. We want to pray over, and I see Deacon Jerry Overby over there. He slipped in. He normally at 730, and I looked over in that spot, and it was empty, but it's filled. He was sleeping, but he's in this service. And I, I'm, I, the Spirit just had me look over there, Jerry, because normally I'm not looking for you. To, but he's here, and we pray for him. His wife is a great servant of God, and we thank God for him being in this service. Dear God, we pray over the gifts we get ready to share, even those who might need to go to the ATM outside in the hall to, to the left. We pray, dear God, over every gift, and we give, and we give to, to you through the church. And we thank you for the opportunity and the blessing. And even our extra gifts that we give toward this wonderful Bishop, Bishop John Bryant. We thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. You can come and you can bring your gifts. If you have it, give it to a designated walker. I see children who want to come. That's always exciting. Amen. And then after we've been able to give... We ready for the word. It's preaching time. That's right. Get ready, get ready, get ready. If you're in Mississippi, you can get ready. California, South Carolina, North Carolina, get ready for the word. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continue to be in my no matter what I see or how I feel, as long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing, I'll bless the Lord. As long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing, I'll bless the Lord. No matter what I'm facing this year, I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, let's sing it. I will bless, I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praises. No matter what I see, as long as I'm breathing, I'll let it all As long as I'm breathing, oh, magnify, let us exalt. Together, church.
worthy of the glory. He's given us another year. He's given us another day. And you can even declare it and say, God, you thought I was worth saving. You thought I was worth to die for. So you gave your life a ransom. Anybody glad God gave his life for you? And we give God praise. Let's give God praise right here.
said amen. amen and the people of God said hallelujah and then the people of God shouted praise the Lord we thank God for being in this holy space one more time you may be seated in the presence of the Lord first thing I want to do this morning is to thank God for the kitchen crew. You, you looking at a happy, satisfied man. Amen. You all really know how to treat your guests. I'm surprised you can get us to go away. Amen. Chef and the ladies will you're just so, so gracious and so kind. Let's thank God for this quiet this morning. Our soloists and then the men on these instruments. God bless you. God bless you. And for our ushers on the door. And we want to thank God for the the uh, media ministry. Yeah. Uh, I said the preachers now have a new crew that they have to pray for. We used to spend all our time praying for ushers and choir members and deacons and trustees, but now you got to pray for those, that media ministry, the people that puts us on these platforms. God bless you, the, the men and women behind the scenes that are helping to take this service and this church to regions beyond. To the ministerial staff of this church and to any visiting clergy who is here, I want to thank God for the Vaughn family. I had an experience this past watch night uh, for close to 30 years. I preached watch night at Sharon Baptist Church under my brother and friend, A.C.D. Vaughn. He passed away this year, last year. And on watch night earlier this month, I found myself 
in a room to preach full of AMEs. And I was standing there saying, who is this strange crowd? I'm looking for Sharon Baptist Church. God bless you. I love you so much. And I pray the supporting arm of the Lord around you and that congregation. Thank God for our pastoral leadership. As my father would say to the pastor and to the pastorette, God bless you. Amen. You all are so very fortunate to have a team like this team to the glory of God. I acknowledge my friend this morning, best man at my wedding and became college friends and have stayed friends through the years, brought me over this morning, uh, Brother Ronald Flamer, won't you stand? Now, First Baptist, this brother fooled me, and he had me fooled for years. It didn't come to me till lately. We played our way through college. Amen. Uh, Henry and Henry, we, we would play bid whist on the second floor of the library. <laughs> Downstairs was the library. But we majored in upstairs. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not a member of a fraternity. Through the years, people ask me, what did you play? Nothing. Say, oh, we understand. You're a preacher. You know, no, it ain't had nothing to do with it. To be in these fraternities, you had to have a 2.5. <laughs> And I graduated with a 2.3. That's a C minus. Then his fraternity had a Founders Day and invited me to preach, speak. And um, they were honoring him as one of the founding people. I said, now flame of fool me. I thought we both was playing our way through college. But that meant he had to have had above a 2.5. The moral of that story is don't let folk fool you now. You get all you supposed to get. Yeah, and I'm going to be preaching about that this morning. That's, that's one of my first points of my sermon. Let's go to Exodus 8. And meet me at the ninth verse. I'm, I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible. Uh, I told one of the ministry persons of the church that I would be coming out of the NIV, but the Message Bible and follow along with whatever translation you have. The ninth verse. Moses said to Pharaoh, Certainly, 
Set the time. When do you want the frogs out of here? Away from your servants and people and out of your houses. You'll be rid of frogs except for in the river. Pharaoh answered, make it tomorrow. When do you want to be rid of these frogs? Just tell me. Pharaoh said, make it tomorrow. I want to preach from the subject, no more delays. Come on, turn and tell your neighbor that. No more delays. You may be seated. Dr. James Cone, considered by Summers, the father of black theology, professor, longtime professor at Union Theological Seminary in New York. He wrote that the Bible is from cover to cover a liberation manual. Amen. Now those on these shores who introduced us to scripture, they never taught us that. They gave us a gospel to be content with whatever situation you're in. Now you can get saved, but salvation for them had nothing to do with acceptance, empowerment, elimination of oppression. But James Cone said, if you look at this scripture from the Old to the New Testament, it is a book of liberation where God sends message after message that he does not want the oppressed, the poor, the foreigner, the widow, oppressed, but empowered and liberated. Listen at the language. When God decided to come and rescue humanity because of our sin. John skips over the nativity with wise men and shepherds and stars. He gets right to the point. In the beginning was the word. The logos. When the word took on flesh and dwelt amongst us. By him, by it, the word, everything was made. And there was nothing made that was made without. And the fourth verses. And in him was light. And that light was the life of men. God wants every human creation fully alive. 
sanctified and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness is apprehended King James and the darkness could not put it out This scripture finds a God presiding over a world where his Hebrew children were in bondage. They cry out unto God. Amen. And when God answers, he raises up a liberator with no experience, couldn't have taught to deliver his message to the most powerful man in the known world. Go in and tell Pharaoh that I said, let my people go. Pharaoh was a reasonable man in business sense. He said, I'm not going to do that. I got all this free labor. What will happen to us if we turn you loose? You're just trying to fool me. You want to run on off. So God had to get Pharaoh's attention. Pharaoh had an army. I said the most powerful in the world. He had chariots. Amen. The Hebrews didn't own a chariot. He had soldiers trained and disciplined. He had the money to back it up. And somebody said, how in the world can he liberate them? People are always underestimating the living God. Amen. I remember when South Africa said they were going to be free of apartheid. I said it'll never happen in our lifetime. I said they got all of the money. Those black South Africans don't have anything. And not only that, they have coalesced with all of the major powers in the world. And they hadn't, they, in no way in the world they can get free. But I had not considered God. Amen. Amen. And God raised up in that situation a Nelson Mandela. Come on here. You, you, you can't hear it, God. Oh no. You gotta wait, but when he shows up, old folks said he's right on time. Oh, in this text, he's got to get Pharaoh's attention. And so God began begins to rain down on Pharaoh all the calamities that you could think possible. I mean, turning the water to blood and sending gnats and flies. And then none of that works. <laughs> and then God raised up frogs. Well, God, ain't you got the army to send? Can, can you send an air force? I mean, do you have at least one atomic weapon? God said, I'm sending frogs. 
And frogs came out of the water, out of that Nile River, and began to occupy the land. I mean, frogs in their house, frogs on their stoves, frogs at the kitchen table, frogs in the bedroom, frogs in the bathroom. I mean, stinking frogs, croaking frogs, 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 until Pharaoh shouted, I give send for Moses. What can I do to get rid of these frogs? I know you did it. I want them out. Pharaoh says to him, okay, I hear you. And I've checked with God. And he says, you can get them out. And Moses says, when do you want them gone? Now, the logical mind would say, I want it right now. Please get rid of them now. I'm tired of this. But Pharaoh said, tomorrow. You can do it tomorrow. Why the delay? Scripture's silent. Can I make a suggestion? Tied to the eradication of the frogs was the liberation of the Hebrews. Pharaoh said, I've got magicians who can make frogs come. So he wanted one more night to do what he felt he could do on his own and get rid of these frogs and keep his slaves. What would America do if we woke up, if they woke up and we were no longer here? What would DeSantis do? What would this country do if they missed our rhythm and our soul? and our religion and our culinary arts and our sports and our mathematics and our science. You walking around talking about black folk don't understand, don't want math. We created it. We created the algebraic formula. came out of our loins in our motherland taught us that we were a heathen from a heathen land. Not a bit of it. We smelted iron ore on the shores of Africa while Europeans were still living in caves. 
talking about democracy was founded by Locke and Rousseau. Before Locke or Rousseau were born, the Kukuyus of East Africa were practicing democracy. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's why they're scared of us. Give us one more night. One more night so we can do this thing without you and without releasing them. That's one theory. A lot of people can make a tragedy. But the same people cannot eradicate it. The magicians were powerful enough to multiply the frogs, but they didn't have the power to make them go away. Give us one more night. We've gotten used to the mess, to the stench, to the presence of these frogs. If you're not careful, you will get used to a mess. You know that addiction is ruining your life. But you keep saying, give me a little while, I can beat this. In that messy, stinking relationship, you know she doesn't love you. You know he doesn't care a thing about you. But you've become used to the mess. Just give me a little while longer with these frogs. I think I can do it on my own. I don't need your church. I don't need your Bible. I got, I'm a man, I'm a woman. I can figure this thing out for myself. And here you are, spending night after night, all hooked up with stinking frogs. I tell you, you can get used to it. You got Negroes for Trump. Now, what kind of madness is that? What kind of stupidity is that? They've gotten used to it. Thank God for Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) Now, brothers and sisters, I'm a history major. And I, I pursued my doctorate degree as a Martin Luther King Jr. fellow. 
I did not know till this week that there was a black counterpoint to Martin King. His name, and then they're just coming up with it, with the Freedom of, of Information Act, the brother scholar was just able by law to free up the FBI files. That was a Negro. That's what he was, a Negro. By the name of Lightfoot Solomon Meshaw. You ever heard of him? All right. Lightfoot Solomon Meshaw was the first preacher to have a preaching service on television in America. Before Billy Graham, they had him on the air. No education. But he preached a gospel. Listen to this, might sound familiar to you. Where God will do everything you need and all you need to do is get saved. The rest of it was foolishness. So he opposed Martin Luther King Jr. and all of that marching and protests and writing laws. He said, we don't need no laws. We just need to get Jesus. Get your people saved. That's all they need. That's what he said. Lightfoot Solomon Meshaw. I know from name must have some Louisiana background. M e u c h a x, u x. Uh, I said I ain't never heard this brother. Roosevelt, president, brought him in. Eisenhower brought him in. The day. After the march on Washington, the Kennedys brought him in. And in each of his message was a condemnation of Negroes fighting for so-called liberation. The only liberation you need is a gospel. And of course, the gospel he was preaching was devoid of anything that dealt with liberation or empowerment or justice. I was present the March on Washington, 63, summer. I was present on the way over. Flamer told me he was present. Was anybody else here present at the March on Washington? Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Oh, I went home feeling it was jubilee. I said, we won. The war is over. Freedom has come. And I could hear the voice of Martin. Hallelujah. Talking about that dream. I thought we had won this thing. Meshaw, who didn't believe in demonstrations, got a hundred of his members. And immediately after that, King started negotiating 
with the Kennedys to change laws like the voting and public accommodation. Hallelujah. But when this Meshaw man, the Kennedys invited him to the White House. Roosevelt, Eisenhower, Kennedys. He was upset because he was their Negro. Meshaw. Why y'all invite him? He got a hundred of his members to go to Baltimore where King was meeting to plan the voting rights strategy. I ain't never heard none of this. I live in Baltimore. I'm a history major. I ain't know the Negro. The head of the FBI. What's his name? Hoover loved Meshaw. He loved Meshaw's gospel. Don't need all these laws. Don't need all these protests. But watch him. Meshaw takes a hundred of his members and go to the Lord Baltimore Hotel to picket Martin Luther King. Now you can't picket white folk. God won't like that. But you can picket a black man can picket a black man and everything's all right. Hoover dispatched the FBI to protect Meshaw in his demonstration, hallelujah, so that the Baltimore police wouldn't mess with him. But here's the point. Sixty years later, we don't know of Meshaw. But we know Martin Luther King Junior. Can somebody hear me in this house this morning? My, my daughter's so proud of her. She, outgoing president now, the American Psychological Association. Doing this thing, this war going on now, she put out a statement calling for peace. The Jewish members of that association raised up on her like she had stolen something. They put a petition online asking that she be removed for, as president of the American Psychological Association for suggesting such a thing. She called me upset. So I'm at the end of my term and they're raising up on me. Daddy, what should I do? Should I bring it back? I said, no, girl. What you wrote is gospel. We're supposed to stand for peace. You always make the right stand and know that when you do, I don't care what the opposition looks like. They're not as big as God. Meshaw is dead and forgotten. Long live Martin King. Now it's your turn. When will you get rid of these frogs? When will you decide you've had enough of accommodating on that job and you refuse to act like who you are, trying to imitate and, 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 and emulate somebody else, amen, want to look like them and talk like them and 
get all kind of phony and don't want them to know your background. You want their standard of beauty and their standard of success. No, that ain't nothing but a mess. That ain't nothing but frauds. When will you trust God to use you to fight the fight of liberation and empowerment for our people? No more delays. Come on, somebody shout that. No more delays. No more procrastination. Oh, as long as I have life, as long as we have life, we must fight the good fight of faith and we must teach our children how to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. You've done a pretty good job of giving them a computer. You've done a pretty good job of teaching them how to tease their hair. You've done a pretty good job of telling them how to dress and the boots and the eyelashes and the tinting and the coloring and hallelujah. Teach them how to serve the Lord. Teach them that God can make a way out of no way. No more delays. King said in that speech, now is the time. We're at the time where our people are being pressed. They can't take it anymore. Now is the time. <laughs> I had a hard time swimming. I go out park with my friends and they jump in that water and swim. I'd be on the shore. I ain't fooling with that. Hey Amen. I'm scared of that water. Hey Amen. Now when they get out there, I would go out on the uh, diving board, talk to them, check them out, and come on back in on that diving board. I ain't getting out there. Somebody asked me the other day, can you swim, Bishop? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Who taught you? I said, oh, that's a story. <laughs> I walked out on the diving board like I usually do, and a friend of mine came out on the board after me. <laughs> and I could look at him and tell in my mind he had devilment in his. I said, no, brother, come on, don't play this. He said, no, John, you've been playing with this thing too long. He said, come on now, don't do this. Maybe next week I'll do it. But that's on my terms. I sure won't go off this diving board. He said, you're going off today, John. Push me. And I came up. God sent me here to push somebody. Amen. You round thinking you got away, talking about I'm retired. Let the young people do it. Come on, get away from them frogs. You still got breath in your body. You're not dead. Now is the time. No more delays. Amen. Try to hide your faith from your children. And you around talking about they too young. I'll wait till they're older. They can accept them for themselves. The devil is a liar. The 
The world is teaching them every fraud method there is. And you haven't yet taught them how to swim. No more delays. The pastor just made an invitation and I know everybody in here ain't safe. <laughs> I know you ain't in the church. I can just hear you now making peace with the frogs in your life. I ain't ready. Now, I'll I get saved one day. Really won't be that long. Maybe this year, but not today. And God sent me to tell you, no more delays. Won't you stand on your feet all over the church? may have told you this last year but it's worth repeating I was telling my granddaughters about their lineage and I told them that their great grandfather had gone to jail and they said the great granddaddy went to jail I said yeah they said, wow. I said, I've gone to jail. They said, you've been in jail, granddaddy? I said, yeah, they locked me up. I said, you know your father went to jail? I said, yeah, we saw him. So one of them said, why all y'all go to jail? What y'all do? I said, we went to jail fighting for freedom. And I said, and one day, I want you to be open to even going to jail for liberation and empowerment. And the young ones and said, I'll go to jail, granddaddy. I'll go to jail. <laughs> Brother Flamer reminded me on our way over here that I went to jail because a shopping mall that was right across from Morgan wouldn't allow us to go to the movie. Here it is, right? Really on our campus. And we couldn't go in because of the color of our skin. I went to jail. And today, Morgan owns the entire mall. No more nights with the frogs. No more nights pacifying yourself and conditioning yourself to accept frogs. Amen. If you hear.
so proud and so pleased that it is my pleasure to once again offer to you he has the power to eradicate a stinking mess. Has the power that you can snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat. Has the power to turn you around make something beautiful out of your life. You heard me say I graduated from Morgan with a 2.3. That ain't the end of the story. (laughs) God sent a preacher to my church. His name was Samuel DeWitt Proctor. And he asked me, what you going to do in September? And I said, I'm going to seminary. And he said, for what? He said, you don't know anything. You haven't been anywhere. You haven't seen anything. Go to Africa and join the Peace Corps. First person that ever brought that to me, but it was like a light went on in my head. I went downtown the next morning and joined the Peace Corps. And in Africa. Living in a small apartment making $168 a month. I found John Bryan. I came back home a different man than the boy who went just two years. I knew that I belonged in a struggle that was bigger than Messing with frogs. Who knows that God didn't send you here this morning to get this word. Been procrastinating. Time to write that book. Been procrastinating. Time to finish school. Been procrastinating. Time to cement that relationship. Come on. Come out of that mess. Come out of that habitual procrastination. No more delays. I need you to help me. (laughs) To say I'm an old man. I'm plum tucking out. (laughs) You're going to have to open the door to church. I'm through. You're going to have to open the door to this church. Every one of them. I want you to turn to the persons closest to you. Don't do it yet, I'll tell you. Get get the whole story. When you turn to them, I want you to ask them if they are sure of their salvation. That means I'm, I'm asking you, if you were to die today, are you sure you would wake up in the presence of the Lord? Amen? Amen. Now, you've been putting it off. Amen. You've been saying, I'm going to do it. You said that all through 23. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get right. I'm going to be right. I like this church. I'm going to join it, but I'm not. I'll do it tomorrow. Next Sunday. Next month. 
God sent me here, yeah, Mother's Day. <laughs> God sent me to tell you no more delays. King said, now is the time. Amen. Here's the second question. Do you have a church home where you're working out your soul salvation? If you do not, I have the perfect spot. Call first. Amen. This this, uh, this technology is something. I went to give online. All I had to write was first. And this whole place jumped up on my screen. I said, now look at y'all with y'all intelligent self. Amen. This is a wonderful church. Wonderful people. I, I get so much when I move around with Reverend Vaughn, he loved to give. I mean, I hear people say, more blessed to give than receive. You heard that? That wasn't me. <laughs> i tell you the truth. I give, but I mean, it doesn't give me the joy that receiving does. But I look forward every year to be with a real genuine giver. I left that church every year more committed to the Christian principle of sharing and giving. This pastor truly has a shepherd's heart. I love to watch him love on y'all. Amen. This would be a wonderful place to come, a wonderful place to serve, a wonderful place to grow. Here you can get your marching orders and do what and begin to learn and do what you know that the kingdom is requesting in an hour like this. Just very quickly. They taking our history out of the curriculums. Our babies can't go and look because it makes their children uncomfortable. So it came to me, we got to go back to how we started. All our schools started in church. Churches have to begin building a curriculum to teach our people their own history to the glory of God. Come on, you need to be a part of this. You need to be a part of this. Don't stay out there on your own. Amen. Don't do that. Make up in your mind, I'm going to do something real. Amen. You ain't got to go through this year. This is right at the beginning, the first month of the year. Come on. Come on, come on. No more delays. Won't you? You got the two questions? What's the first one? That's it. What's the second one? Amen. Go ahead, turn. And I ask that 
those two questions. If the person say no to either question, ask them to let you walk with them down the aisle. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you on this Martin Luther King Jr. Sunday. We'd love to have you. Jesus is calling. Is there one today? Is there one? Is there one today? Won't you come? We're waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Won't you come? Hallelujah. 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 Is there another? Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Come on, let me just take 60, 30 seconds. Let's go old school. Old people said, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the rock. Turn back to the person you already asked and ask him this question. Are you sure? If you're not sure, come on, we're waiting on you. Come on. Come on, we're waiting on you. We're waiting on you. Won't you come? Amen. Did the person you asked if they were saved, did they say yes? Do you believe them? <laughs> did the person you asked if they were churched, did they say yes? Do you believe them? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Amen. If you believe them on both questions, throw your head back and shout, thank God the house is safe.
that we've left benediction. Come on, come on. Still got some more coming. Beautiful. She's nine years old, but she wants to give her life to Jesus. Isn't this wonderful? Scripture says a little child shall lead them. Amen. If you're a child and you want to lead your family, break on away from your family and run down here right now. Amen. Just just break out. Just break out of the road and you can run so fast that they won't even be able to catch you until you get up to this altar. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. What a what a day. What a day. What a day. What a day. Thank you, Bishop Brian. And again, make sure, again, you can do it electronically after service. Bishop, Bishop, just he's just so deserving of whatever we can give him. We can't give him for what he's given us this weekend. And even that piece of history in this sermon, I never heard of that, that man. Amen. But I heard about Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And by God, but you know that Negro, well, they still raising up folk like that. Amen. And they love to find them. They put them right on the news, right up, right out front. And they're speaking as authoritative and all of that kind of thing. But so I thank you, Bishop for bringing that piece of history and we thank God for you. We're going to get ready to go right into our communion and so you can go forward with your day and so it's certainly grateful to God and uh, I, I, the Cowboy fans, shouldn't that, they shouldn't be like that. They wanted to know who did we play this weekend. That, that wasn't a nice, that wasn't nice. Y'all better keep winning, that's all I got to say. You better keep winning. Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand as we get ready to turn our attention to the screens. And I also want to salute you, uh, Sister Bonnie Johnson. Of course, we'll be funeralizing your mother on Tuesday, Sister Lou Miller. And I believe that's, is that our aunt? Or who's that next to you? Okay. But uh, Sister Bonnie Johnson did such a wonderful job with her mother. Her mother joined our church. And of course, there's transition, and we're going to celebrate her life on Tuesday, and then Brother Thomas Smith on Thursday, and then, of course, Deacon Jerry Overby 
uh, Phyllis Overby, her wonderful life uh, next week. But we're certainly just grateful to God for all the things God continues to do. Media team, if you put on the screen our, our, the litany of our faith, what we believe, what we stand for, what we strive, let's read together in unison. Oh God, in your mercy, we come now to affirm the beliefs and objectives of our faith. We believe in one God, infinite in power, fully expressing himself as creator of all things, redeemer of all people, and sustainer of life in the Holy Spirit. We believe in Christ our Savior, and in his Holy Spirit, and in his living church, founded upon his word, and eternally sustained by his resurrection from the dead. We believe every Christian is called by God, appointed to sacred duty, and as a steward must make his or her report to God. We believe in the divine inspiration of the Bible, the absolute truth of its word, and the fundamental need to instill this word in the hearts of all believers. We believe that missions and evangelism are the basic demands of the gospel upon all disciples, and hereby pleasure ourselves to teach God's word, and through our tithes, talents, testimonies, and time, spread the word of God. We believe that through his sinless life and death upon a cross, Christ Jesus our Lord is the final judge of all humanity and before whom all must stand. We believe then that we must day by day pledge ourselves to love one another, support the ministry of the Christian church, and to strive to be like Christ. Our prayer, we give ourselves to you, O God, in praise, in glory, and in honor. Help us to translate your word into life, your teachings into actions. May we find joy in living for you. Mirror our souls in your presence, that we may know where we are, but whence we have come, and the road ahead that we should go. Please accept this day, our Father, the vow we humbly make to serve you, now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may go to your seats at this time as our deacons and ministers will position themselves as we prepare to go to the table. If you missed getting the elements on your way in, just put your hand up and we will come and serve you. There's a hand back, a couple of hands back here, deacons, in this row where they want elements. Bishop, come and join us if you would at the table. certainly feel free to do so. Come on, church. It reaches. 
Last night, I was talking about passage of scripture when we talk about the un-Eucharized. The root, and one of the references to communion is the Eucharist. And we think about the bodily involvement of God in life. And then we look at our involvement and connection back to God. Because when you look at the cross, you look at a plus sign. You look at the horizontal, which is our relationship to each other. We look at the parallel, our relationship to God. You cannot have a relationship with God without also impacting the lives of others. We've heard that really from Bishop Bryant's message today in terms of the things that we encounter in life. But ultimately, our goal is to become more and more like Jesus. That's the goal. We thank God for the gift of eternal life in Christ. I'm going to ask Bishop Brian if he would be so kind to even pray over these elements and all of us who will partake in this significant moment. God, we say thank you for your love. For you so loved the world, the dirty world, the sinful world, that you gave your perfect son that anyone, 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 anyone that believes on you will not perish but have everlasting life. John goes on to say he came not into the world to condemn the world but that the world through you Lord Jesus might be saved. We come this morning to trigger our memories. We're about to take this broken body to remind ourselves that you loved us so much 
that you allowed your body to be broken, not for your sins, but for ours. My God. And as a result, we pray, thank you, Jesus. And you took the cup. You blessed it and gave it to us so that every time we drink it, we would be reminded that we are forgiven. Thank you, God, for forgiving me. Help me this morning to forgive myself. Bless us as we eat and as we drink. That we will remember the perfect sacrifice of Jesus that makes all of us who believe acceptable in his sight. We pray, amen, and thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Well, if you, if no one has been omitted, again, if there's anyone, any other person that we've not gotten to, that we need to get to, just lift your hand. If you're having trouble with your cup, let us know as well. We take now the wafer, which represents the body of Christ, the body broken for each of us. Eat now all of it. And after the bread, the cup, which represents the shed blood of our Lord and Savior. Drink now all of it. And all the people said, Amen. Go by the bookstore, if you would, and pick up the, if you want to, uh, share in the Valentine's brunch coming up, 17th, comedy, brunch, and all of that. Also, some T-shirts left. We got very large sizes. We've been doing a giveaway this week. And you can go by there uh, and you can get some of the giveaways. Some of these children who want to get shirts, you, we could probably got sizes for you. Any person who's joined our church in the last month, just stand up quickly. If you're in this service, if you joined here and in the last month, the last month. Congratulations and welcome. You are a part of our family. And we're gonna, you're gonna be involved in it. You'll be standing up here too. And we thank God for that. But another ministers have joined our church, and we're certainly grateful for each one uh, as a part of the ministry here. Let's get all get ready to stand. Again, I want to thank our musicians, our singers, our greeters, our trust, our, our ushers. Ministers, deacons, trustees, media team, as Bishop Brian alluded to. And again, we're certainly grateful for each and every one. Now, after service, you can still join church here. And you can still make a wonderful decision. Again, we're getting ready to go. We cover you with prayer, surround you with love. Thank you for those of you who heard about the passing of my uncle who I'm taking and caretaking for. He was 98. And uh, he's transitioned, and of course, we're dealing with our aunt, who's 97, and uh, with some dementia issues. So keep her in prayer. My uncle, 
was driving up to about seven weeks ago. So he, so he lived a very full life. And so we thank God for that. But we'll, you'll hear more about it because we don't have to worry about this. Because they had no children. And so I'm the closest blood relative. So the lot of everything, all their responsibility is on my shoulders. And so thank you for your prayers. And we certainly appreciate that. Lord, we love you. We adore you. We magnify your name. And thank you for Bishop Brian. Thank you for how you've used him this weekend. Renew his strength. And we ask now, dear God, your blessings upon each one as we leave this place, but never your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day. And Nathan Rooks, no men's call on Thursday. No men's call on Thursday as Deacon Smith is going to be celebrating the life of his dad.